It's the Crown Jewel It's your boy G-Mo the Great, a.k.a. King of the Hustle. And I am Nicole Umbrez, a.k.a. Young Oak Cliff. And we are Crown Jewels Podcast, and here for another episode. Hey. hey. What's happening, man? What's going on? How you been? Man, I ain't gonna lie, man. I I, I could use a couple more hours of sleep. Yeah, yeah. Last night was rough as hell, you feel me? We lost some. We lost an hour of sleep, so. Man, I'm, I'm still feeling the Hennessy, like, flowing through me right now. <laughs> You, know what I'm you had a, a lit night. Oh yeah, last night was lit. You know what I'm saying? Me and the wifey. You know what I'm saying? So cool, cool. Yeah, but I mean, I can't. I ain't gonna even get jump too far into it, man. I want to introduce my guy in here, man. We've been talking to him for a couple of months now, trying to get mm-hmm. him on the show. So let me shout out my guy, Varus Bell. What's hey. up? What's up? What's good? You found? Man, hey, I want to just tell you, like, we appreciate you coming on the show. Sure. And, bro, you got some of the littest stories on Instagram. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I straight be, I watch that shit, dog. That's like a, something I got to tune into, like, Love and Hip Hop or something. You feel me? It's appreciate very entertaining. It, Social media page, yeah. So, man, I just want you to come through, introduce yourself, man. Let us know, you know what I'm saying, what brought you out this way to Dallas. Well, um, back being from Mississippi, man, ain't too many opportunities in Mississippi. Um, grew up single parent household, typical black story, whatever the case may be. Yeah, started hustling at a young age, and you know, I always thought selling drugs was gonna be like my thing. That was gonna yeah. be my career, even though you know I went to college, played basketball and stuff like that. Um, went to prison two times. My last prison bid, I was just like, man, I need to do something different. I'm, I'm tired of going to jail. Yeah. Tired of people telling me what to do, when to do it, how to do it, and stuff like that. So I was just like, um, I'm going to make a change. So I ended up, um, before, well, before I went to prison, I ended up coming to Dallas for the first time ever for spring break. Fell in love with the city. I did the same uh, shit, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, at the time, I was talking to um, a scripper. And then um, while I was locked up, she ended up like blowing up. She ended up being in um, DJ K Slay magazine like, yeah. and stuff like that. She ended up being in the hustle. So, you know, she broke bad on me. And then I ended up um, just coming out here because yeah. my brother was already out here. So I came out here and I just, just been putting it. Brought that Mississippi hustle to Dallas and just been putting in that work. I feel that, man. I, went, I came down here to visit back in like 07. It was some, the art smelled different out in Dallas. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. Saying? We got more. It's I was open. Like, Shit, let me, yeah. I'm shaking St. Louis after this. It's done. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And see, the thing is, it's like a big city, but it ain't like too fast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So right. That's what I like. You it's can still kind of your... like humble. It's still kind of humble, laid mm-hmm. back. Yeah. The people still like simple and stuff like that. You got your crazies, you know, all that. Yeah. That's everywhere, but. It was just like a big city, but it's laid back. Right. So I kind of like, I fell in love with that. What part of Mississippi you from? Starkville, North Mississippi. Okay, okay. Yeah. Close to Memphis side? I'm two hours from Memphis. Okay, got you, yeah. got you. Two hours from Memphis, two hours from Birmingham, one hour from Tuscaloosa. Yeah. What Mississippi State University at? Okay, yeah. okay. Got cool. you. So what was your inspiration to get in the game, bro? Um, I've been rapping a long time, man. I've been rapping like since a young boy, eight, mm-hmm. nine, like long time. And, um, like my best, I tell this story all the time, and I'm gonna keep shouting him out because he means so much to me, and I can't like wait till I um, can put him in a better situation because this technically was his his um, his dream. Mm-hmm. Like my best friend Mario, and um, I moved from from the country of Starkville to the city. Um, my mama ended up getting approved for Section Eight Project Housing, yeah. so we moved to this spot called Reroad. And moved up there, and I met him, and they've been my partner ever since. And he introduced me to rap music. Yeah. Like I, my dad, a DJ, he been DJing for like thirty years, but I didn't know nothing about rap music. Like right. talking about, you know, I'm from the country, so they were bumping blues and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I met him. He introduced me to Three Six Mafia, and he should be like, "Man, I got this instrumental, man. Let's rap over there." I'm like, "I don't know how to rap." Yeah. And he should be like, "Say this." And so I went from imitating Lord Infamous and um, Coopster yeah. to kind of like creating my own type of vibe and stuff like that. Okay. And start telling okay. my own story, mm-hmm. using their delivery and stuff like that. So, yeah. So he pretty much helped sculpt you as 
an artist, I guess. A person and everything. Yeah. Because I like I said, I'm from the country. I don't I didn't know nothing about nothing. Yeah. yeah. Like nothing. Yeah. So um I met him that's when I first learned how to finger a female and <laughs> and smell my hand right. and stuff like that. And, you know, all type of stuff. I ain't know that about none of that. <laughs> That's, that's real though. Yeah. I remember being a young boy, man. That, hey, that meant something. You probably weren't fucking yet, but you was like, "Cuz smell, yeah. smell my finger." Yeah, smell my finger. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I fingered her too. Yikes! No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that was like you know what they say, like first base, second base, third base, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That was that was like that for for us. So they pretty much kind of just showed you like what it was to be, I guess, a guy. Yeah, and them boy, you got them boy. We was nine, ten, like mm. young boys. They were street niggas then. Yeah, yeah. Like they was ten years old selling weed, mm-hmm. yeah. stealing out of stores, selling in that school. The yeah. boy had a page that wasn't even on, but they used to cap so hard, like turning <laughs> it on, make the beat yeah. sound, and <laughs> make like, it seem like they. Yeah, so <laughs> I got exposed to like all that, and that kind of like molded me into who I even the person that I am today. Like, cause I still take what I learned from that situation and it helped me grow up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it helped me survive in that project and everything. Yeah. So yeah. And speaking of all, you said uh you mentioned three six. I feel like three six don't get enough credit. They bro. don't. Like, nah. I love just they laid a like, lot of groundwork. They, paid, they, they paid the way for a lot of people. Like even even now Amigos are starting to come out and Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. acknowledge the fact yeah. that you know they took not not really take that style, but they influenced like them. They influenced yeah. them. You know what I'm saying? Three Six influenced a lot of people. Yeah. Man. Like that I last w- Twenty One Savage uh, project yes. sounds straight like yeah. a. Uh, uh-huh. He was uh, Juicy J was on one of the songs I can't remember now, yeah. but yeah, it sounds just like a mm-hmm. Three Six CD. And that's my that's my. Yeah, I, I said CD. That's some old nigga shit too. Yeah. You know, that was the CD. What you know yeah. about that A track? <laughs> <laughs> and see, I, like I really, 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 really like. I really pay attention to them guy. Yeah. Like I won't say I worship the devil or nothing like that. But <laughs> yeah. I used to be on that same demonic vibe and all that yeah. type of stuff. I was on that. Same I mean, but vibe. no, honestly, I when I think about that now, um, as an adult, like because I grew up kind of like that too. But it's more of like a survival. Like you have to be kind of dark to survive in the environments that we Especially grew up like in. In Memphis, in Memphis, yeah. them mm-hmm. boy, them boy is is a like I tell people all the time. Like it's a real place all around the world. But yeah. you got to be a whole different person to say like, bro, I I grew up in Memphis, and you know I'm thirty. 30 years old and you survive in Memphis. It's just like Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, if you could say you 30 years old and you you escape. Yeah. yeah you Mem- know, what Memphis went on was was a, Chicago. Now you good? No, I was going to say, Memphis was my first city that I picked to, like, relocate to when I was leaving St. Louis. Really? Then I started seeing, that's when uh, First 48 dropped. And uh-huh. I was like, shit. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't come like to Oak Cliff because of First 48. Yeah. Hey. I, and I'm I, like, bro, I'm living my so steps different. over there. <laughs> I, I go over to Oak Cliff to go to church. I'm not even about to it. deal with y'all. But see, <laughs> see, Oak Cliff, like when I um growing up, I used to hear about Oak Cliff and stuff. Like cause mm-hmm. I, I was a huge uh, like Fat Bass, Tom, DSR, Dirty Sound yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I grew up on screw music. Uh-huh. Like if like people who hear this interview from back home, they'll tell you like I was I was a screwhead for real yeah, in school. Yeah. I was burning the CDs and mm-hmm. selling them and stuff like that. That was like my first first hustle, like yeah. burning CDs. Yeah, and um, I grew up on like listening to Fat Bass, Tom Tom, Big Tuck, like yeah. all them guys. Tom Tom got a, a recent album out too that came out like not too long ago. Nah, I don't think I can get on it now. I don't know if I can, <laughs> but I'm just saying like he got a new, he got something new. And see, they music uh-huh. like they used to talk about so many different places. So I like man, when I go to Dallas, I'm finna go to, I'm finna go see where I'm a real at. Yeah, yeah, I'm finna, yeah. I'm finna go see where like Fort uh, Fort Worth. At. I'm finna go see where Stop Six. At. I'm finna see where these places what that they talking about. Rapping about. Mm-hmm. And so when I first came in spring break, that's all I did. Like while my brother was kicking it or whatever with whoever he was kicking it with, mm-hmm. I was like, hey man, let me get the car. I'm finna go ride around and you know what I'm saying see what's going on and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, that's what's yeah. up. That's dope. So what? How the how the transition been as far as like coming out to Dallas? Like has like has Dallas been like receptive to your your movement? Yeah, like yes and no because in Dallas, if you ain't got no money, you ain't nobody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know it's very saying? pretentious. Just being real, like it's 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 all about payola. Yeah, yeah. you know, so I, I can be I can get access to the spots where people be at. I can get the sections. I can get all that, but that's not my style. Like I don't. I don't necessarily like party. Like I don't dance. I yeah. don't drink. I don't smoke. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to turn up and have fun. I don't know how to be fake around a bunch of people. I don't yeah. know. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know how to do that. So it's kind of hard for me to just, you know, create that perception. Yeah. But 
I also don't got the money to be giving a dude $100 every time I go to the club. Right. You know what I'm saying? A DJ $100 every time I go to the club or give you $200 a month to play my record. And then you don't necessarily spend my record. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm going to take that serious. If I give you this money, you don't do what you say you're going to do. I'm going to take that real personal. Mm -hmm. And I ain't no telling what I'm going to do after that. You know what I'm saying? Man. Because, you know, it's money, man. Like flat flat out. And I ain't got no, I ain't ain't making a whole lot of money off rap music. And I ain't got no job. I'm a two-time convicted felon. It's hard. People say it's easy to get a job here and there. I'm going to tell y'all right now, it ain't easy for everybody, man. It's not. Real um, talk. I got weed charges. And it is I a guy who is a convicted molester, he got a job over me. That's I just made a shit. status about that. We live in a place now to where a convicted molester can get a job before a convicted drug dealer. Yeah. So that's deep too. Yeah. Real talk. Listen. Yeah. I mean, I luckily, I mean, I've had some um one of my close family members is married to uh, a guy who served life in prison. And um, it was, they really messed up his case. They mishandled his case. So I think that's how he kind of looked up. But um, I've been in situations where I know people, like just close friends, because where I come from, that have struggled to find a job. So I always try to make it my priority to help anybody I can um, in that regard. So keep your head up and keep keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. I, yeah like they I gave really me 20 do. years. Damn. For weed. That's crazy. 20 years. How 15? long did you serve? Three years and nine months because I really wasn't supposed to be. I supposed to be still locked up to the day. Mm-hmm. Just being real. Yeah. They passed a law that say um, the sale, transfer, manufacture of marijuana. Um, anybody convicted for the sale, transfer, manufacture of uh, marijuana is a non-violent charge. Yeah. That's what saved yeah. me because at first it was a violent charge. So oh, I was okay. gonna do eighty-five percent or fifteen. Damn. And then get out. I would do five years on paper. Mm. So I don't get out parole to twenty twenty-five. And then once I get out pro, I got to jump on probation, which is five more years. Seriously. So I'll be that's done with kinda, everything 20, 30. That's uh, fucked up, though. Like, I feel like that's too long for weed. Like, for see, where I've it's... I've been in the system since I was 16. <sighs> I, I done had an MDOC number since I was 16 years old. That's fucked up. That's yeah. why. And we, we definitely going to, like, touch on that. Because definitely our show today, we do want to talk about a little bit of the prison reform and everything. Yeah. But one thing I do want to do before we skip too far now, oh, yeah. but how you feel about how, like, Shit that you was convicted for, how the laws are starting to shift now. You know what I'm saying? Like, like they're starting to get more liberal and free with like marijuana laws and everything. How you feel about that? Like, I really don't got no feeling on it until yeah. until somebody pull up on me and tell me like we can help you do this. Like, I really ain't got no hope because like I said, yeah. I've been going through this since I was 16 years old. Yeah, uh, I caught my first charge for being in a car a car with somebody had stole some. You know so what I'm accessory, basically. Yeah, but they didn't. But when I went to court, they didn't. They didn't write it up as accessory. They wrote it up as as if you were the person. Possession of burglary tools. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh. that's and that's, that gave me five years non adjudicated probation. I went to college to play basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, and my coach, we, you know, I had, I made some mistakes in college. I ain't even gonna lie, I ain't gonna put everything on the coach, but I didn't listen. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I hot head. And um, I got into it with him, and he started paying my probation fees. So they violated me. Yeah. Um, I ended up going to New York to play ball. After I got out of the county jail, mm-hmm. uh, I went to Mississippi State under a false name. Oh. And uh, just because I knew they weren't going to let me come to school, <laughs> so I went under a false name. Um, one of the coaches there, I, I was so dumb. Like, I know the coach know my high school coach. Dang. Because my high school coach played at Mississippi State. Yeah. So I, but I love Mississippi State so much, wanted to play ball so bad. So I enrolled under a false name. I was there for a good minute, and I was a dummy. Went to the went to the went to the basketball tryouts. Thought that I can like come on now. Just think if if I had a made the team yeah. and got on the roster <laughs> and everything, these folks in Starbucks would go no like yeah. who you are. That ain't no. <laughs> that ain't him. That ain't who he say he is and stuff like this. But I wasn't thinking. I just was in love with ball so bad. So once the coach, um, he met me, he just told me, like, man, this ain't it. Yeah. He was like, man, just go on and just, you know, do something else. Like, we just go on and I could help you out this situation if you just, you know, fess up and say what you're doing and stuff like yeah. that. So I went to the dean, had a meeting with the dean, mm-hmm. and they actually, <laughs> they were just like, man, it's just amazing. Like, you had this this much passion for basketball and stuff like that that you were willing to go to this screen to play ball. Yeah. So I ended up, um, they ended up introducing me to this coach in uh, Memphis. And I was just going back and forth to Memphis to, like, go into these little showcases. 
and I ended up getting a scholarship to go to school in New York and yeah. still messed up up there. <laughs> so it's just man. a cycle, man. So I'm, I'm going to jump back into the music real quick um, before we move on to the next segment. So if, if somebody want to know about you, what song of yours do you do you would you shift them to go check out? You know what I'm saying? To just kind of get a vibe off of your sound, you know what I'm saying, and just who you are as a person. Um, a lot of people go to my song "Broken Letter" because in that song I kind of spoke about um, issues that I had like with my kids. Mom, I got two little girls, uh, and I had you know some good days and bad days. With it's like my oldest daughter, um, me and her mama don't have like the best relationship. Yeah. But my youngest daughter, like, we got a super dope relationship. But I kind of messed the situation up because I'm still harboring a whole lot of issues from my past. So yeah. I can't love a woman if I've never been loved by a woman. You know what I'm saying? That's deep. I yeah. feel that, though. So, so she kind of like, well, she understand, but she don't understand. Yeah. So, And I spoke about issues like friends who I thought was my friends, and they turned on me. You know, yeah. stuff like that. So that song has a lot of... It got a lot of me in this song. Okay. So, yeah. That's deep. Yeah. That's real deep. I don't think people really understand. Like, you really can't. Like, how can you love somebody else when you don't, you've never experienced it? Like, yeah, even as a woman, I struggle with that. Like, yeah, that's hard. Yeah, my mama even, like, you know, I respect my mama so much now. Like, we didn't have the best relationship. And I kind of understand where she come from because, you know, she been molested when she was young by mm-hmm. a man. Yeah. Her father wasn't in her life. Right. Every man she ever dealt with or loved, they trust did her wrong. Yeah. Trust, trust issues. issues. So that's why my song Trust Issues come I from. I heard that song, yeah. Yeah, so it's like I res- I understand why you did the things that you did now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, But even understanding that, um, I think it's up to us now uh, as people to recognize the things that have been done to us. And say, do I want to repeat this cycle or not? Because I'm really trying to um, break that cycle for myself. Because shit is hard out here in these streets. Yeah, and yeah. I can't. It's like you can't live like that for you know forever. Right. Like yeah. So I feel you. It's human. Yeah, you got to know like wh- what's for you and what's not for you. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it's stupid. Like I get on women all the time. Like I'm the type of person. Like I, I even on the internet. Like people think just because I post what I post. Like I hate women or you know. Something like that. That yeah. ain't the case. Like it's like I'm chastising you. Right. I want you to see. Like if you get with a dude, he say I don't want a relationship. What you you can't why get are you mad. Why you sticking when, around? And why are you getting mad at him when mm-hmm. you know he talked to multiple girls? Because you know we what I'm we as women we are naturally nurturing. No matter how how much we try to uh, deny the fact, we are naturally nurturing. And what we what we see, we see potential. We want people to change. You got to believe people the first time. Yeah. You got to because. When I hear that now, I'll be like, okay, I'm out. <laughs> right. Because especially if you want a relationship and that person said, I don't want a relationship, then common sense. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. But you got to ask people. You got to basically see what you want nowadays. Some people don't even know what the hell they want. That's another thing. Yeah. Whole and, and that's why people need to be like, hey, you don't know what you want? Well, when you figure out what you want. Hit me up. Hit me up. There you go. Come through. That's facts, man. I mean, communication a big thing, man. I, I know, like, when I was still out here dating, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't have kids, so I want kids, you know what I'm saying? So I done met a couple of women that was like, I ain't never having kids again. Mm-hmm. And that's some show I'm like, well, it was nice to meet you. Type same, right, right, same, right, right. same, because I have a habit of dating older guys, not that much older, but, like, just older than me. And sometimes you four or five kids late. And yeah. I love kids, but at the same time, I want more kids yeah, too yeah. so i'm still young like i love kids i have like a lot of nieces and nephews that i'm always with yeah. so i want my own little squad you know <laughs> what i'm saying yeah but yeah bro what's ir- ir- irking you bro what's irking you what's we got irks we ready Let's to irk it. we can do it okay so you want to explain to me? I'm going to let you go ahead and run it okay so basically irk session is pretty much what's bothering you what's irking you, what's aggravating you, whatever's on your mind, it's a human-ass moment um, where we just kind of irk it out, say what's on our chest. Uh, I just hate the fact, like, like I trust. Only thing that irks me, man, and this is just real-life stuff. It ain't got nothing to do with, like, nothing other than, like, my personal life. Mm-hmm. I just hate I can't advance like I want to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, bro? I work hard. Like, I work so hard. Like, I be up all times of the night. People who follow me on social media see, like, I be up all times of the night sending emails, mm-hmm. yeah. trying to contact with people, get that opportunity because I know, like, even with music, like, I know I can be something big because yeah. I take the art of music serious and I can rap. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? That's different. I ain't talking about nothing I ain't never done. You ain't see me with my shirt off, hugging nobody, holding a gun, mm-hmm. jumping up and down, rapping about something, yeah. killing somebody, something like that. So that bothers me in the fact that, bruh, like, like I've had so many people take from me, and I'm just I'm my savings is going down because I still got to maintain a living. I still got two girls. I still yeah. got bills and stuff like that. And you don't got no income coming in because people don't want to give you opportunity because of your past. Right. You know, like that, that, that would really bother me every day. Like people don't bother me. Like I know how to stay away from people. I mm-hmm. know niggas ain't shit. I know right. a lot of these females ain't shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, and I, and I can peep that, but for the most part, like I just, it just bothered me. Like I don't get the same opportunities as everybody else because, you know, for for whatever reason, like even my past, like even out here, like with music, you know, a lot of niggas don't want to give me an opportunity because I ain't from Dallas. Or yeah. mm-hmm. they don't want to see a nigga like blow up for Dallas and, you know what I'm saying, you not from Dallas. They they just look at like, oh, you just come here to ride our wave and that ain't the case. Hey, like, I love the city. Your wave it's is a- like a lot different just to even speak on it. Um, your sound is very different from a lot of the Dallas sound and that's from somebody who's born and raised in Dallas. So, Yeah. But that, that's, that's a real-life struggle, though. Like, I feel you on, like, when you come mm-hmm. and you come out here from a different city and you're in Dallas and, you know what I'm saying, you're trying to infiltrate the game, you know what I'm saying, or just try to build your connects, it's a lot of doors that, that stay shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, I came down here and me not having a degree, people looked at me like I stunk, you feel me? Like, like they was like, oh, this nigga, like, where, where you go to school? I'm like, I ain't go to school, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They like, oh, okay. I don't and know. And that shit weird, so you, it's like, I mean, just to give some inspiration to it, bro, you just got to keep doing you, bro. Yeah. Kick them doors in. Like, however you got to do it, shake hands with everybody. Like, I mean, that's the, that's the only thing I could, like, if, like you know what I'm saying? If I see you, bro, make sure, man, team building is everything, bro. In Dallas, just like, it's some places I can't get to the young Oak Cliff can get in. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, like, team building, everything, bro. But I, I, I totally feel that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, for me, I know, um, for me... Especially like not having a degree, like going back to school, like I just I never looked at it as um, a setback. Like I always just operated out of a place of what's for me is for me. And with that being said, sometimes the right way or a different way is harder. So it's gonna take you a little bit more time, but it's guaranteed for you. Oh yeah. Just based off Fact. of meeting you a couple of times and your personality, like you are who you are. It's no front. It's no you like you cool people. You're a real ass person and. um you got greatness on your shoulders. It's going to come for you. I sure we want to pick that pack up. I ain't lying. <laughs> I ain't lying. I be want to call Sometimes. my guy and be like, send him, man. <laughs> I ain't lying, but I already know. Like, I got two feelings already. One more strike. They go, they go throw me out there. Uh, so, like, nah. We don't want to do all that. Who want to go? You want to go next? I ain't going that thing. Okay. Uh, my irk, man. So, I talk to a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, on a regular basis. My fam and shit like that. And... What I found out, they been saying that I'm crazy. You feel me? Like, I'm rude. I'm harsh and shit. You know what I'm saying? With my mm, words. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like I ain't. I feel like I operate out of love. If I don't fuck with you, I ain't going to say shit. But if I fuck with you, I want to get you to that point of understanding where I'm coming from. Mm-hmm. I do do tough love, mm-hmm. but it ain't malicious. You feel me? Like, I understand. You know what I'm saying? I think people get that misconstrued that so. I ain't going to tear you down, but I'm a... I got a deep voice. I talk loud, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm. My point is accurate. I'm passionate about what I what I fuck with. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So a lot of people be like, "You harsh? Are you rude? Are you?" I'm like, "Nah, it's, it's facts." Most people come back to me and be like, "That shit you told me, mm-hmm. you was right." You know what I'm saying? But true, but delivery is delivery everything. is everything. Yeah, and it's, they tell me that. That's why I can relate to what you yeah. said. Men struggle yeah. with that. I could tell because even when you were speaking earlier, Varus, about how people think you chastising women, I could look at your story. And I think several things. I'll be like, he trolling. And then you keep watching a couple more minutes like, this man is really talking about some shit. Like, yeah. that really make you think, you know, you can really relate to it. Yeah. So, that being said, men, I think a lot of men struggle with delivery. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, even, even from a female perspective, I struggle with my delivery. I could be a little bit, sometimes I don't express myself as much as I need yeah. to. And I don't expect people to read my mind, but... Yeah, I mean, you just got, if multiple people are telling you this, man. you might want to step back and listen. They just I had being a, sensitive and shit. No, man. see, that's <laughs> the thing, too. Nah, but, but I had a big self-awareness moment uh, just the other day. And um, so that's why I say sometimes you got to step back and uh, 
see what you're doing to kind of adjust that. Yeah, and I see you know, where it come from, I think, personally, like, you know what I'm saying? I came from all the Section 8 housings, low income, mama, mm-hmm. mama detached because, you know what I'm saying, emotionally she went through some personal things in her mm-hmm. life. So to me, being a kid, man, niggas lied to me every day. Every if day. it wasn't nothing but like, we take you to McDonald's for pancakes, I hit them like, you said you was going to take me for pancakes. You, they be like, you lying. I ain't said shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? So when? Man, at least they would say that because I would get, I wouldn't hear shit from nobody. <laughs> I'd just be waiting around. So, I mean, it's like with that, I'm, I'm just a person where, like, man, you don't got to lie to me. Mm-hmm. Be 100% direct. And mm-hmm. that's how I come to other people. Yeah. I want you to come to me like I come to you. And I'm 100% direct. Mm-hmm. But people want me to sugarcoat it. And I'm like, nah, like, if I'm fucking you, up, be like, gee, you fucking up. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to sugarcoat something to be, I guess, more, I don't want to say nicer about it because that's not the word I want to use. But you don't have to sugarcoat it to be um, clear yeah. but have a different, like, perspective. Because you really do have to meet people where they're at. Yeah. You can't just your expectations are different from mine, different from his. So at the same time, you have to know your audience and you have to understand how to communicate with them because that's that creates just more cohesiveness. Like you want it to flow, you want to get your point across without somebody shutting down. Yeah. So if people shut down, it's niggas love shutting down too. Right? I'm just saying. I'm just <laughs> saying. Me. So yeah. I can relate to all this. So yeah. I mean, it's a process. It really is a process. But um, I think my irk. I'm looking through my little irk list. I have to have a list because I like to let shit just roll off my back. Like yeah. I don't be carrying no negative energy. But um, I'm gonna say I guess I'll say this one: people that expect you to read their mind or don't express themselves, but expect you to know what's going on with them and what they have to say. Um, meaning just different situations. Like okay, I'll go. I'll go back to the, the moment of self awareness I had, the epiphany I had of myself. So it worked. We moved to a different floor. So I know a lot of people at my job because when I first started, um, I used to be on the panels and the onboarding panels um, and just kind of networked and uh, mentored a lot of the new people that came to the company. So with me, um, I do this, and it's just based off of upbringing. I will, if somebody offends me, I won't tell them that, that they offended me. I just kind of file back. Yeah. I get quiet. It's no hate. It's just like you are out of my, um, you're just out of my routine now. And so we moved floors, and one of the girls brought it to my attention. She was like, she asked one of our mutual friends, you know, like, why does Nicole hate me? And Nicole and the word hate don't go in the same sentence. So when it do, I'm like, okay, let me figure this shit out. So I reached out, I was like, no, don't message her back. I'll message her back. We'll have a, a conversation. Let me figure out what's going on, because I don't hate her. She's a bitch, and I just don't fuck with people <laughs> like that. So um, I messaged her, and I said, hey, you know, so-and-so, let me know what was on your mind. I don't, you know, I don't feel that way. Um, but like, let me, you know, let's talk about, let's talk it out. And so as she's talking it out, she's, um, just giving me like, you know, where do, you know, it's kind of like a shift. Uh, we went to talking on a professional level to like not speaking at all. And I was like, bro, well, thank you for bringing this to my attention. Like, instead of being all defensive and shit, Mm -hmm. like, I was like, you know what? I do that. When somebody offend me, I just kind of file back instead of addressing the shit and moving forward. So it was a couple of people I had to reach out to. Um, the reception was pretty good. Like, you know, I didn't try to offend you or um, let's move past this, blah, 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 blah. My number's the same, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes um, that's what happens. Yeah. One of the persons, like, people that was, like, closest to me, she was, like, uh, I think she was still a bit emotional about it. So I just give her a space. But at the same time, like, just tailoring my uh, delivery in that particular situation to meet my audience or the people that I was trying to connect with on a different level and try to change the direction of what was going on, mm-hmm. they helped. So, like, just little moments like that. That's where my irk come from. Like, I feel that, though, man. You I, have to, um, yeah. Yeah, just own it. Like, I just like the fact that you own your opportunity to, mm-hmm. to make shit right. You know what yep. I'm saying? Because a lot of times we just let shit go and let it fester and it could mm-hmm. create a whole other situation. So And so I was just trying to break cycles because yeah. I suck at relationships. Like, I'm that person that, like, oh, you messed up? Like, okay, cool. I'm done. Yeah. Bye, I'm blocking your number. Hey, I was a cut-off king in <laughs> my day and shit. <laughs> you feel me? Got a bitch off in a minute. So I'm just trying to grow from that. But yeah, that's my irk. That's what's my up. Irk. So we're going to slide into the main topic, man. I mean, like, I feel like uh, we had a good topic that we was talking about amongst each other about just black men in America, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. our treatment, uh, you know what I'm saying, twisting j- uh, jail reform or prison reform all in there and everything. Where you stand at as far as, like, you know what I'm saying, the treatment of black men in America, bro? Shit, it just, man, it go back to the... The early day, Willie Lynch mm-hmm. yeah. syndrome, 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like people might try to be like, like I was on a I was on a radio station and a lady, she kind of she didn't go for me, but she just told me I was wrong because sometimes I feel like it ain't no hope for just being real because yeah. it it been so long, like it's so oh, yeah. it's it's embedded in a lot of our minds mm-hmm. and you know our hearts and everything. So I feel like it ain't no hope. You know what I'm saying? Y'all try to go to prison and tell somebody when they get out to do this and do that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And the reason why I say this is because a lot of people who speak about the injustice and all that type of shit, they ain't been through shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They ain't dealt with what I had to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Like they ain't been into the worst prison, the worst prison in Mississippi, but mm-hmm. also the second worst prison in the United States. Mississippi convict more people than Russia and China. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and I think they say sixty some percent of the whole population of Mississippi are like convicted felons. Really? Yeah, you know crazy. what I'm saying? The, per, the state, the whole state of Mississippi is um, is built off the backs of like free labor and yeah. in the penitentiary. So, like, where I stand from, it's just, like, it's, it's on us. Like, if you, if you like me, I fight to try to be better than I was, you yeah. know what I'm saying, back in the day. And it's hard, but I'm still fighting. But it's a lot of people who not go fight. I know niggas who, who are in jail for life simply because they couldn't get it right the three times that they got out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they got hit with their high bitch offender. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They might not never come home. And if they do come home... They gonna be so old when they come home because they got on their third strike. So for for them, for some people, is is no hope. Mm. A lot of people it is, but they gotta want to be better than they are. And for the most part, a lot of niggas don't want to be better. Like niggas content with what they doing. Yeah. Niggas niggas think toting guns and shooting nigga, other black niggas. It's cool all because of a disagreement by the broad or yeah. some chump yeah. change or that nigga pain. you stepped on my shoe. Mm-hmm. You know, some something, something like yeah. that, you know. And I think it's crazy even to the fact even outside of like the street the street niggas or whatever, like just um people in general, man, if they ain't if the shit if shit don't fall on their doorstep, mm-hmm. they don't give a fuck about it. Mm-hmm. So they ain't gonna go out and protest and fight if if shit. But see, I'm kind of like that though. Like just being real, simply yeah. because I got I got more important shit to try to focus on. Mm-hmm. That's real. Because my grandmama's still in the trailer in Mississippi. Yeah. I remember shitting in the bucket, had to take it outside, rinse it out, and bring it back in the house because we ain't got toilet system like everybody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember taking a bath in a foot tub. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I remember hitchhiking with my mama back and forth to town. And that's what we say because I stayed in, like I said, I stayed in the country. Mm-hmm. We had to hitchhike back and forth the time and shit like that. So I, that's more important to me than standing with a bunch of niggas protesting about some shit that don't matter. That that, that ain't gonna feed my folks. I ain't gonna put no. It ain't gonna help net, no situation with my grandma now. Yeah. Because especially like you know like the shit that people protest about is stupid. It gotta make sense. It gotta really make sense for me. Like if it, if they want to protest about prison reform, boom, I do that because it it, it that affects me. Right. Awareness, if you want, yeah. yeah. If you want to protest something about um, um, poverty in Mississippi, how Mississippi one of the poorest states, you want to do some shit like that, they can bring light on what my people going through in Mississippi. Yeah. Shit, I'm down for it. But I'm not finna protest by no gooch. I'm not right. finna protest <laughs> by all that other ignorant shit that y'all shit niggas. I don't even that's buy. that's what I'm saying. I can't it. even afford it. So yeah. I'm not finna protest by the other ignorant shit that you niggas be wanting to speak about. I'm yeah, not finna that. I'm not finna protest by no flag. Yeah. Never gave a fuck about a flag. Never did the pledge allegiance. Cause shit, even basketball, I was too busy looking at the cheerleader. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? Like I don't give a fuck about. Nah, it. but I, I feel that though. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We like a lot of people be fake offended. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or trendy offended. Yeah. You know trendy saying? offended. That's exactly. If social what it media is. didn't make it cool, niggas wouldn't do. It. Yeah. Exactly. Like the Gucci, uh, the Gucci protest. They they dropped it and was like, we protesting for three months. What the fuck is three months? What's bro. the point of that? Come on, you know man. man. I mean, the point of it, I'm still like I said. I think I mentioned this on previous episodes. I struggle with protests because what is the actual. I know it's supposed to bring awareness, but what are we actually doing to resolve the problem of that we're bringing awareness to? They still ain't gonna so, stop them folks from making money. I if you understand. if you want to if you want to stop Gucci, you. if you want to you want to stop Gucci, just don't spend money with don't spend put make make. I would tell him I would tell him my partner. Mm-hmm. I would tell him my partner. Okay, and I love Ti. Like I I would love to sign with Grand Hustle all that type of shit. But a lot of that shit he be doing, I feel like that shit just be. 
for clout, for attention. Do you think his like artists really? This is off topic. Never mind. I keep that for later. I'm sorry. Go oh, ahead. but but it's just like with me. How can how can I put this shit? With with Ti, okay, with Ti, I will sign the Ti if Ti ever came to me. He ever tried to do shit like that, but I do feel like a lot of shit he do is for clout. But he also said something about black people. Black people spend $1.2 trillion a year. Mm. So I'm asking y'all a question. How many millionaire brands out there are black-owned? Name one. It's the only one I know is a makeup brand, and I can't even think of her name, and she's not even from I'm talking about the clothing. United States. I'm talking about clothing. I know, clothing. About, I know, about, that. I know about that one because mm-hmm. they talked about it in Breakfast Club. But I'm talking yeah. about, okay, we're going to say businesses in general. I have no idea. I have no idea. Shit, me neither. The yeah. makeup brand you talked about, but I think they say she sold... Fifty percent of her share, so somebody else owns wow, it too. Okay. So, so it's but like, I know what you mean. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. That's, that's the only one I've heard about. And at the same yeah. time, so what they tell us: if, mm-hmm. if black people spending one point two trillion dollars a year, they ain't spending it with other black folk. Cause yeah. when, ain't no black businesses making millions a multi million dollar company. Name one. Yeah, and that's why, like, I, I watched the uh, Killer Mike trigger one. Uh, what it, trigger warning? I think mm-hmm. it's called. Yeah, trigger warning. And he was talking about how he was trying to survive for like a three day weekend without uh, buy, not buying no yeah. no white product. It, and it, and when he the stuff he was from Black Business. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, and it, it, it tripped me out. Like when he when he slept on the park bench in the, in the documentary, he was like, "Damn, I slept here because it ain't no black owned hotels in this in this city. Mm-hmm. And that's most cities ain't no black owned hotels. Right. And you just think about like, damn, we could we could like you got the rappers who want you to. Don't uh, ban this and don't don't stand up for this or whatever. How about you teach us how to invest in different stuff? Let us put money in hotels. Yeah, Yeah. all you rap niggas like let's put money together and we get these black hotels. I mean, all these rap niggas could really take their bread. Go get some little ducked off shit. We could take a city in Mississippi, mm-hmm. put and just build that bitch up. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking they about hotel. They can do it in Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta is the black Hollywood. It mm-hmm. is, but none of them businesses is multi million dollar business. It's crazy. You That's know what I'm saying? Multi-million dollar companies. Because they're busy chasing after, again, pretentious, pretentiousness and just the, the look of a certain standard or Facts. value. Facts. And you're going, you going out and buying Louboutins and Gucci and yeah. Fendi and all this extra shit that you can't even take with you when you go to the grave. And we shit on FUBU. Like, we let FUBU, like, well, FUBU could have been that brand. The design is yeah. a little off. Yeah. <laughs> Me personally, I don't like big labels on my clothes. Fat phone, like, all that, that shit could have be, been, yeah. all that shit could have, could have been, like, a hit. You yeah. know what I'm saying? All that mm-hmm. shit could have been, like, a hit, but it's just, like, with us, like, a lot of people don't support us because, a lot of our people don't support us because they be looking at, like, I'm not finna get that nigga my money. Yeah. I'm not finna get that nigga my money. I ain't finna make this yeah. nigga, then, I'm not finna make this nigga rich. And then yeah. the, people, the, white yeah. the people that have these FUBU and Fat Farm brands, they not even wearing their own shit. Yeah. So we're trying to look like them, and they don't even look like no. them. That's even, like, I mean, kind of off subject from the brands, but, like, when you look at uh, rap artists, mm-hmm. like rap artists, at the end of your career, you, you doing a little club for $10 uh, entry. Mm-hmm. Compared to these white artists, like you look at Bono, U2, um, uh, what is it, uh, Rolling Stones. Them motherfuckers make bread till they die. Like they yeah. still selling out arenas. Mm-hmm. You look at, you know what I'm saying, we go get any of our, any tough artists that was tough 10 years ago. Pastor you know Troy, what I'm saying? And my partner, I love Patrick. Patrick Troy, dope. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But you Patrick get him Troy, for $1,500. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the wild shit. You see like uh, Legends of Hip Hop South or something, and you got 10 Legends on the, on, the, on the bill, and you paid $25 to see 10 Legends. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. Because yeah. you got to understand, they got fucked over their money. Yep. They wasn't properly groomed to know how to invest money and stuff like that. Even with, like, I feel that, like, even with this, with the NCAA, they finna implement uh, basketball players can go to the league mm-hmm. at the age of 18. Yeah. Like me, I want people to go get that money and stuff like that, but... Yeah. What they go do with it? They ain't got no education. Yeah, you don't know a, shit about accounting. You don't know nothing yeah. about nothing, finance and nothing. Go to yeah. sc- like go to bro. Go to school. I wish like hell. God is just this. My whole life was a dream, and I just wake up and I'm about nine, ten years old, and I study this over yeah. and do everything right. But I will go to college. I I can hoop. I'm six foot seven. I can ball. Mm-hmm. I take basketball serious. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I go to school for them four years. I wouldn't be trying to go to the NBA off top. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. I, don't, I don't know, man. It's, it's different. And then you think about your body. Like, I think about my body at 18 compared to now. Like, if I would have did certain things, like, you hear about all these younger guys getting injured when they do go to league super early and stuff like that. Like, you basically could mess up your whole career just because you didn't really prepare yourself. Yeah. So you do have to have an exit plan. You do have to have a plan B. 
Um, because Plan A, Plan A probably gonna work, but what's what what's after Plan A? Yeah. I don't think people think about that, and it, it goes back to like our upbringing again. Like we see what's in front of us, we don't even know what a Plan B is because we see them hustling, we see them getting money, we see them feeding their family, and the cycle is you get locked up or you just get um stuck in a little cycle. And I feel like that's something they should do with the league, like it, especially when you coming in as a rookie. You're a, you, you're a young boy, you know what I'm saying? You came from a city, you ain't never had shit, and mm-hmm. you just finna throw a million dollars in this man's hand. Yeah, you know development. What I'm yeah, they need to have it. Like, definitely, where they could teach you accounts, and this how you yeah. do, you know what I'm saying? But they but don't. Then, but you got to think, your account gonna be a white man. That's true. He gonna be probably fucking your shit off, too. Okay, then, so that's what I'm saying. So, yeah. it ain't enough, and they said something about that. It ain't enough black referees. Yeah. It ain't enough black agents. Mm. The ones that do, they get booted out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You you it'll never be a situation. That's why I say the mindset is is, is no hope for a, a shitload of our population. 75, 80%. It ain't no hope for the motherfucker. Yeah. Just being real because so, you got to think a lot of black mm-hmm. a lot of black men go to the league when they get money, they get white women, light-skinned women, women with good health, mixed women mm-hmm. because it's already in their head like, "Oh, I want me a light-skinned." And I heard it before. "Oh, I want a light-skinned baby." Or yeah. I want a baby with good health. I heard that yeah. before too. Or I just want, I want some farm. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I heard yeah. it from because ball black is. I mean, let's be mm-hmm. honest. Amongst our community, black is not always the best thing. Or like, I don't know what it is why we think that everything is better than our own race at times. You know what I'm saying? Like it makes no sense to me. And yeah, if you stuck in the pov- in poverty and you stuck in like certain areas, um, I can see it because everything around you is just. It's not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I get it. But once you grow up out of that mind state, because I think we all probably had that mind state. Like, I'm going to go over here with the white folks because their life is better. Yep. When That's not even the case. Nah. Like it, They just have more access and they just have, you know, a different lifestyle. Well, we can really just take what we have and make it better if we had the influence in our neighborhoods as young kids. So I think that's what I really want to do in the future is try to get in there and work with more younger children to let them know, hey, this is what you see now, but that's not the whole world. Right. It's more to the world than your, the four walls in your house. It's more to the world in your street. It's more to the world in your neighborhood. It's more to the world in your community. This is how you go out here and make something better for yourself, and then you come back and build your neighborhood up. But yeah. you can but you can do that, and I mm-hmm. say this because I did when I was in jail. Mm-hmm. They used to take me to different schools and stuff like that. You can do that and have that conversation with young kids. Sometimes they're then, not ready for it. And Yeah, because they got to go home to their mm-hmm. daddy beating their mama, yep. or they got to go home to their mama on drugs or yep. alcohol. In the refrigerator, they ain't eating. Because yep. I, I'm I telling you, that. yeah, I that's what that. I'm saying. I, it used to be mentors coming to school, yeah. talking to mm-hmm. but I hear it and I want that, and I'm anxious to go there. But you when I go home, past. and try to talk, when you I go can't home, see past what yeah. you in now. But when I go home, mm-hmm. and try to talk to my mama, she strung out on drugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How can I? How can I have that conversation with my mama? She high. Mm-hmm. That's not, that's ain't thing with me. Like I started in high school playing basketball, playing football. I was a lot leaner. And a basketball was the future. Everybody was pushing me towards basketball. Mm-hmm. But, nigga, we hungry. It ain't no food in the icebox. You know I can't afford to Man, I'm, focus I'm on at, my dreams because I got to eat. I got, I got these Everlast tennis shoes on. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I'm like, man, I got to. night. You feel me? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I got to go hustle. I got to go get this money. So I had to I had to scrap basketball. I'm basketball dreams. And everybody like, you tripping off tennis shoes now? You can have your own shoe when you get in the league. You're talking about hella years. I, I'm mm-hmm. right now. You I can't really see right it. You, yeah. it's, it's blurred. No, I'm I glad can't. you said that, Vars, because you don't think of it like that. Because I remember being a little girl, people used to come to the school and say all these things. Oh, you're going to be so great, blah, blah, blah. And I would go home, and I would go home to, like, my mama talking trash, like, yeah, cash yeah. shit to me. Like, Cash shit to me like okay right. well I ain't shit then so I'm just gonna not be shit yeah and um and all you, I knew you was hit that shit so long you yeah. hit that shit so long you believe that shit mm-hmm. man. Yeah, absolutely talk. shit mid twenties and I'm still finally getting over that shit like that's <laughs> I know this shit is it's brain it's brainwashed and like you said going back to the win, Willie, Willie Lynch, Lynch syndrome man. Willie Lynch it's a it's a book called Willie Lynch letter I think it's actually two of them I the had letter a, that he wrote to the that to he the wrote slave to, owners in order to um. To tame uh, a nigga. Yeah. Real talk. So I really encourage all our listeners, if you have not read that book, um, the one I read is real small, but it took me like a month to read that book. It's so small because I was so angry and it just was a lot to digest. But honestly, just becoming aware of a lot of the things that we experience in the community, it, it comes, it stems a lot from that. And once you understand that, you're you're better prepared to yeah. kind of be more intentional about how you treat people and how you carry yourself mm-hmm. um, as, a, as a black person or a person of color. 
because a lot of the shit that we feed into, again, flexing, um, buying all the shit that we don't that need, carrying to guns. Keep up behind. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I mean, that's the reality of the situation is we're all um, products of our environment, no matter how successful or unsuccessful we are. So, but we have the right um, and opportunity to choose that, the power to choose that. And yeah, it's gonna be a little bit harder for some people who made different decisions, but keep fighting because, like, I'm sitting here listening to you say, you know what, this shit hard, but I don't want to go back. And I'm doing everything I'm I can scared, do. I'm scared, man. Because I know I might not get out. Mm-hmm. That's my whole thing. Like, man. I know if I go back, I might not get out. And I then I have had multiple chances to get it right. And I still ain't get it right because I wanted that fad money. Short like, term. I, I always wanted to be, I always wanted to say it. I was going to be a million. I'm going to be successful. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. But I know me catching my feeling at 16, it's been hard for me to get a stable job or mm-hmm. a career job in some type of corporate mm-hmm. environment or something like that. So but I know for a fact I can go get an ounce from my partner sell this and get this four, five, six hundred dollars and then work. go do yeah. do something. You know what I'm saying? So um I was having a conversation with somebody today and I asked him like, why do I feel like I lack confidence to do certain things? Well they asked me why do I feel like I lack confidence to do certain things and I told them because if I invest this fifteen hundred dollars and it don't work, I'm gonna be devastated. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I ain't, I'm gonna be devastated. This shit gotta work. If yeah. I invest this fifteen hundred dollars, this shit gotta work. Mm-hmm. If it don't work, I'm fucked up. How am I gonna get my money but back? But that's thinking short term. So yeah, I get what you're saying because I think that's why a lot of black people don't invest um, just in like any type of like business ventures. Like I know a couple of my friends who uh, they trust each other enough to put money in together to invest in certain businesses. But I also know situations where they've done that and shit has gone totally wrong. Somebody took all their money yeah. and they, they stuck feeling like, how can I get through this? But honestly, coming from the the where I come from, I always know when you're at the bottom, it's nowhere to go but up. Um, I think some people are a little bit more resilient than others. So I, But I, I get that it's a fear. It's like, damn, I don't work so hard to get this. What if I lose it? Yeah. But at the same time, you're going to always figure out a way to make more because that's who you are. It's just about where you focus that energy. You know what I'm saying? That shit hard. And it's shit yeah, hard. It's Realistically, easy. it's hard. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's not. A, it's the easier said than done. I'm not yeah. going to sit up here and fake like it's not. It's a process. So, this uh, yeah, year. I knew it. Man. <laughs> 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 it, it's just one of them things, it too. Keep like, me humble. Like, you know... Us as black people, a lot of us black people, we ain't set up with them tools to get started. Where yeah. white people, they comfortably set up with them tools. They don't have the stress that we that we have. Yeah. I, PTSD. Like, yeah. I'm cool. I'm cool with the white boy. I used to hustle and sell them shit mm. or whatever. So one day we were kicking. I made it. I, I served them, and I was just asking them like, how you know how hustling going for him? Because I actually helped him out. Well, I ain't help him out because this folk got money. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they got stupid money. So having a conversation with him. He said, he like, the reason why, and I got offended when he said, he said, do you know the reason why black people struggle so much? And I'm like, huh? He was like, bro, when y'all get in contact money, y'all go buy rims, y'all go buy TV, y'all, mm-hmm. go, y'all yeah. go buy air conditioning, and y'all go live outside of y'all means. And he was like, and I, I, like, I got pissed off, so now, now we are, and he was just telling me, like, listen, 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 listen. He said, this is what my mama, he said, y'all see what my mama and them doing now and what they got and all this money and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. But what y'all fail to realize is that we was poor just like everybody else that's in the black jet community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He like, we was poor too. We grew, he like, I grew up in the black jet community with y'all and y'all don't even know it simply because y'all, we was farther up the street than y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, when they fought, they family worked jobs. They got their money, like any type of reparation that they got from the government, whatever the case may be, they saved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Turn around, invested in cattle. Turn around, that cattle made money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They bought land. When they bought land, Mississippi just so happened they fucked around and bought land close to Mississippi State. So when Mississippi State started growing, mm-hmm. what did Mississippi State need to do? They, they need land. Yeah. They need yeah. land to put apartments. They need the land to do golf course, all that type yeah. of shit. So now they lease the land to Mississippi State. Not sell it. Lease it to Mississippi <laughs> State. Mm-hmm. Right. Not only that. The gentrification of uh, Starkville has grown so much from a s- small little community to like 40,000, 50,000. Th- 50, yeah. Now, roads need to be built. Mm-hmm. So now they didn't build the road through these four lands. Nah. So that's, that's another money. that's another check coming yeah. in. 
So now these folks are millionaires. They white folks. And there, they, yeah. there go that fear. Like, they, instead of them worried about now, like, that's the that We have the short-term thinking. I just realized that we have a real short-term thinking. Like, we only see what's in front of us. If you can take time out to say, you know what, I'm going to think for tomorrow. I'm going to think for next year. I'm going to think how this going to affect me in five years. That's what they did. They saved up, and they said, you know what, I'm not going to go get my nails done right now, Nicole. I'm going to save this little 40 bucks, and I'm going to add this to my savings, and then, down, you know, what a year from now, that forty bucks adding up, and I can go invest in something small. But I get what, like that's important. That's mm-hmm. really important what they did, and they was patient about it. Yeah, I think this. I think we all lack a lot of patience as a community, as a culture. And plus, like we've been hurt and down so long, so mm-hmm. sometimes when we get that extra, we want to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Want to yeah. enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I know I have and that's done natural. that. You know what yeah. That's and natural. I, and I have done. My mama, we didn't go to the mall until my mama got income tax mm-hmm. or some type of. She didn't hit a lick on a nigga or something she was dealing with, and she got some money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Pizza Hut was a luxury to us. Yeah. Now, she Domino's. Now, you know what I'm saying? Like, now, these <laughs> oh, motherfuckers got $5 pizza. You can go in there every day. <laughs> right. And I remember I'm we, bowling. I'm rich. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, going to a restaurant was a luxury. Like, right. sit down. Mm-hmm. Man, that made us happy. Yeah. yeah. Now, you know, that shit like. That's man, normal. That's regular. Yeah, yeah, we yeah, weren't doing nothing. Right. Yeah. Right. CC's but, don't even taste the same. You know what I'm saying? Like, Pizza Hut, I'm talking about, I can't tell you when the last time I enjoy a Pizza Hut pizza. I just eat that shit because I'm starving. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that shit yeah. lasts for days. Right. Eat but, a pizza for a whole week. Meal prep. <laughs> I remember I used to. Uh, <laughs> I used to read these little books and shit, and they you give you a little coupon to, to get some, uh, like a little personal pan piece. Uh-huh. Yeah. I used to be lying like a mother. I'd be like, I read yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Dallas Public Library still do yeah. it to this day. Man, that's crazy, man. I don't want my pizza. It's mm-hmm. crazy how things change, man. Like, we used to, things were so simple back then. Mm-hmm. Man. Now it's just like, it's so complicated, man. I think about that a lot. Like, me and my brother, we, we still sit up and watch. Like, me and my brother stay together, so we'll... He'll get off work and I just be still at the crib, like sending emails mm-hmm. or something, trying to find a job. Every time man. I text you, no matter how early or how late you up, I'll be like, when do this man sleep? Man, I'm trying to get it, man. I feel you. <laughs> I'm talk. trying to I'm trying to get some of that energy because I'll be tired. Because I want I want it so bad because like I say, I just want to be one of them. I would just want to be them people who if my folks need it, I want to be able to do it. And mm-hmm. I think it, this this is my biggest fear. People ask me, what is your biggest fear? My biggest fear now is failure. And the fact that I want to be able to like just give my grandmama some. I want to be able to just send her money, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or and I have to worry somebody, about it. If somebody die in my family right now, like some like my mom or my dad, they die right now. Who gonna pay for their funeral? Yeah. Right, that's important. I damn sure can't right now. Yeah, you know I, what I'm saying. I, I, I think you. about that. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. If something wasn't happening right now to even one of my kids. What I'm gonna do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that's my mindset. I think that's uh, something that everybody need to put on their mind. Man, people ain't thinking about that, man. We, I didn't even know you could put insurance on your child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To that if they get killed and stuff like that, like you know, I think we don't have enough conversations about insurance in the we black don't. community. Nope. You know we what don't. We don't. Or even like you know, what I'm saying to make sure everybody covered. All that shit, wheels, all of that information. Like people die, you, you be trying to do a, sell fish plates and shit to make sure they get buried. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But see, and I ain't know nothing about that until I got older. Like yeah. you know, by insurance, having insurance that you know you get this. And our you parents pay. were so caught up in the shit that they was going through that they didn't stop. Yeah. To take to teach us, and. That's really what I'm trying to break, man. Well, that's real. That's Sorry important to cut shit. You off, but that shit nah, just hit my soul like that. It pisses me off so much because it's so much. I it, as a child, like you could have did so much more if somebody was patient enough to deal with you mm-hmm. and put that time into you. That's but, real. And what makes us so different that a lot of my friends, including myself, that are parents, we take the time to build our children and be patient with our children and invest in our children and let kids be kids. Yeah. yeah. That's so the whole thing. Like, Let them be kids. I couldn't, like, shit. I was, man, say, I was eight years old trying to cook a meal for six other kids mm-hmm. because my big sister would drop her kids off and my mama would go do what she needed to do in the streets. Yeah. So it's just little shit like that. Like, I was not supposed to be doing it. Nah, that's real. Like, Don't know then about no, like, I can, listen, I can totally relate. My brother, my brother can tell you, if my brother here, he'll tell you, I was six, my brother was three, and I'm fixing him. Food, bottles, stuff like that. I'm mm-hmm. ironing clothes. I'm washing dishes. Yeah. Young boy, I started driving at nine. I was driving tractors mm-hmm. in the hayfield. You know what I'm saying? I grew up when my brother, when my mama went always there. Mm-hmm. I used to steal out the stove to feed my brother, make sure he had something to eat, like little, yeah. you know, snacks or something like that. You know, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Real talk. And that was my first hug. Well, I ain't still out the stove, but man, I, when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. 
Like, they used to tell us we couldn't. So I'm an old nigga. So, look, they say you couldn't have pages in school, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, look, they was like, yeah, you can't have them. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So we used to go to, like, uh, the gym class or whatever, uh-huh. and they wouldn't get dudes locks on their lockers, right? Mm-hmm. And shout out to y'all if y'all listening, man. My bad, y'all. You know what I'm saying? what it is. <laughs> you live you learn. Me, they, bro. They wouldn't give you no lock for your locker. They said dudes was irresponsible. So uh-huh. dudes, they was like, you put your shit in there, it's at your own risk or bring your own lock. Yeah. So these niggas are going there. They go to weightlifting class, football like whatever you know so they in the gym a nigga like me roaming the house I go right in them locker rooms going there and I snatch everybody pages take them shits home flip the cases on them Bring them back, be like, nigga, you could get the slide out for twenty five. Trash uh, ass. Hey, I had to see I now. My mama it. had she got food stamps, and um, we used to sell candy. Well, I used to sell candy because my sister used to eat all her shit. Shout out to you, boo, Mama Denise. But um, she used to we she used to buy us candy off the food stamps. And then we used to make money off the candy. Yeah. And then, like, but that hustle, like, that taught me a lot about hustling. And little shit like this girl, I remember I was, like, trying to figure out where I stopped, where that hustle kind of died at. And it was this one girl, and I still know her to this day, but she was like, why do you sell candy? I said, bitch, because I'm, I'm broke. Like, yeah. if I don't sell this candy, shit, what am I going to eat for lunch? <laughs> do y'all, do y'all, uh, y'all Christians or whatever? Like, what y'all, y'all, mm-hmm. yeah. Y'all religious, spiritual? Spiritual. I'm going to say I'm spiritual. Yeah. I, I, go to, I attend Christian church, mm-hmm. but I take from it what I need yeah. to take from it. Yeah. I don't take like I believe in, I believe in Jesus Christ, but I'm, I'm not going to sit here and just say I'm not full-blown out Christian because it's too much shit that I do to say. Well, I'm, non, I'm <laughs> like, non-denominational. Yeah, like, I, study, I study Islam. I done read the Quran. I read the Bible, all that, yeah. or whatever. And I believe in Jesus Christ, but I also believe in the Prophet Muhammad also. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so... I read the Bible. I used to read the Bible in prison all the time. Most niggas in prison, they do because they feel like if I read the Bible, God goes lighting his sentence up and stuff like that. I'm going to get out. <laughs> Three years and I'm Nigga, it's been that big four years. Like, God, damn, where the Lord at? Where you at, God? The Lord ain't came God, yet. I prayed again. I'm reading the Bible right. again. So, and that was me. Come through. That was me. Yeah. And, and for the most part, God was with me the whole time. Both times I went to prison or whatever. Yeah. But I needed to go through that. But I read in the Bible. And this go back to like all our upbringing when we were stealing and all doing all, all that stupid shit. Mm-hmm. That forgive a man who stole if he was hungry. Yeah, yeah. that was in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I think I read it in Proverbs. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like That's forgive real. a man who steal because he's hungry or whatever. And so I feel like a lot of us who grew up. Only reason why we we a lot of people who steal. Some people. I have met they stole just to steal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They come from Clipped good us. household. They wanted to be they want to be like the bad kid. Mm-hmm. Like I'm no. like, you stupid I never understood I suburb kids. Like Man, Cedar Hill used back. to be having some of the most ghetto people and I'm like, bro, you in bro, the Bro, y'all stay in the big house. Right. You feel me? I'm, Mama got I'm, good jobs right. and both parents and You're not worried about the refrigerator being empty. You're not <laughs> right. worried about the lights being on. You're not worried about where you're gonna sleep at. What but you, you wanna be so for? hood. Good. Why? And and that's what I that's one thing I never understood. Like nigga, I gotta steal or we finna be hungry. <laughs> yeah. You know that's what I'm saying? Right. But I don't I, I think about that all the time. Like that's why I don't judge like young kids who are in messed up situation when they do something because I I totally understand. Exactly. But our job is to try and help them see like, okay, that's that what happened for me. Mm-hmm. Uh our OG taught me how to hustle. That's why I stopped stealing. Yeah. Taught me how to sell dope. That's why I stopped stealing. I started hustling, selling fake crack, or jail candle wax. Oh, my God. Then he found out I was doing that, and one of my cousins ended up getting his, his throat, um, like, Sleep. slit from ear to ear. But Did he, he die? Up, nah, he lived. Okay. Or whatever. Shout out to Killer Noon. And um, when I seen it, I was just like, man, I can't I can't do this. I can't even do this because mm-hmm. it, it can happen to me. Yeah. So OG sat me down, and he just taught me how to hustle. He gave me a little... Little cocaine here and there, like some stuff. He like this just to keep forty, fifty dollars in your pocket, hundred dollars in your pocket, yeah. like mm-hmm. that. So, but me, I was so I, the hundred dollar wasn't enough. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. This hundred dollar cool now. I want. I want five hundred dollars. We just had a conversation. We just had a conversation because one of my best friends. I will never say his name because this shit's stupid. But one of my best friends still in the game, and um. We were like, you know, somebody asked me, why won't he get out the game? I said, the shit is just as addictive as, as, a, the, as the, the drug, yeah, addi- yeah, drug yeah. addicts are addicted yep. to the shit that you're selling. The lady, Fast money. The lady told me when I, they had me in the drug and alcohol program in prison, and mm. I ain't never done drugs alcohol in my whole entire life, yeah. period. Never tried and never tasted nothing. Mm-hmm. The lady said, you need to learn the effects of drugs so you can see what you're doing to your people. Yeah. 
Well, that's the reason why they put me in drug alcohol <laughs> class. She said, you probably the only person in here who never done drugs and alcohol. She's like, you the only person I ever met since I've been working. I've been working for all these years who mm-hmm. never done drugs and alcohol in their life and can openly say that. A lot of niggas say it, and then they'll see them on camera or see them through the zone sneaking, trying to smoke and stuff yeah. like that. But she was like, you the first person I ever met that did. But she like, I'm going to put you in here so you can see the effects that drugs have on people. So when you get out, you won't be tempted to sell it. That's, yeah. yeah, that's also the conversation we had. Like, how do you even sleep at night when you know that you done provided this type of drug to Because your family, Because your family's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's the only thing you care about. Mm-hmm. You don't care about nobody else. That ain't my mama. <laughs> that ain't my dad. <laughs> I feel right. you. I that feel ain't you. my brother. Because I was like that. Yeah. She on that movie Biggie when he pushed that he put the dude said he didn't want to sell it to that pregnant lady but yeah. he said he ain't no fucking social worker. Right. She nigga I felt that when I seen that movie. <laughs> she I mean, it's I a different type of mindset. I get it. Yeah. Shit yeah, man we gonna go ahead and wrap this thing. Oh up, what's our man? jewel for today? You got one? Do I have one? Let me look real quick. Sorry I should have had it up. I oh, know you good you good. Let me see what I that got. That was dope. I'm gonna say oh, yeah. this. I want to go ahead. I'm gonna put a song on the end for you, bro. Like you let me know, what, you know what I'm saying? What you feeling? You know what I'm saying? You want to put it out there? I'm gonna put it on, attach it on to the end of the podcast. I don't know. I'm gonna let y'all pick either uh, trust issue where your man at, or I like that. It don't matter. I like I like that, but for this conversation, I think we had a real deep conversation. I really enjoyed it, so I think we should tag uh, trust issues on this. All one. Right, bet. Um, yeah. and that'll give people an idea of who you are because you're not just some oh, party ass rapper. Yeah, unless y'all just take some off my um. My mixtape or something like that. It, it trusted y'all. It don't matter. Okay. All right. Well, my uh, I'm just gonna go to the serenity prayer for for my jewel of the day, which is God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. That's my jewel of the day for today. Bet I mess with it. So I'm gonna let you go. You got any uh, drops? Any what's your next shows you got coming up, bro? Um, I will be at South by Southwest. Okay. Um, I got a couple gigs out there. We'll be out there. Also, um, feeding the homeless people, trying to like people who come by. I'll be performing outside to get people to donate money. Yeah. They donate money going to. Um, now this feed episode the might come out after that, so oh. we'll try to oh. repost it. I guess on the page. Because oh, yeah. well, we we a little hey, bit ahead you, you about know, on our recording schedule. I, I got something for you. Okay. You go ahead. I got okay. for it. Yeah, just uh, I don't know. I'm 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 just looking for opp- any opportunities, man. Um, y'all can follow me on my social media page at Varsbell on everything. Just Google it. V a r u s b e l l. Um, and I'm just trying to get some gigs in Dallas, man. See, you know, give me your name, my dog. Right. Well, hopefully it works out in your favor. We. Appreciate you for coming through. Appreciate as usual. Me. I saw you. You got a challenge out too, don't you? Uh, yeah. I like that challenge. Yeah. Oh yeah, y'all make sure y'all check him, that out. Yeah, I told him I was gonna have to get skinny first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I like that challenge. Just um, take a make a video of you dancing off my new single. I like that. It could be any type of dance, twerking, whatever type of dance. Millie rock. Millie rock. Anything. I don't care. And if you get some dope reactions from people or, you know, it's a dope little vibe, you can potentially win $100. Man. I ain't no big ballers. If I had 10000 to give y'all, I'd give it to y'all, but shit. Shit, we ain't city <laughs> girls according to be it. You know what I'm saying? I ain't got <laughs> a hundred. I got a hundred. Okay. Y'all, I finna do 50. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's real, though. Well, we appreciate you again for coming through. What you, sure. got? you got anything, Jamal, in the place? I'm good. I'm okay. good. Oh, shout out to, I forgot to shout them out uh, last episode, but shout out to 2BBC. Uh, podcast two black broke chicks. Uh, yeah. my girl Solo and my girl. Uh, what's my baby name? Uh, Morgan. Yeah, no, yeah, Morgan Stucky. Stucky. Yeah, yeah. I always forget her last name. Man, that podcast almost got me. Uh, I lost so many followers on that podcast. <laughs> you did. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about it offline, but we appreciate you guys for having us on the platform. Um, yeah, thank I you love for cross branding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Oh, well, yeah. again, if you want to follow in with Crown Juice Podcast, go over to the website, www.crownjuicepodcast. You can find all the handles there, what's popping next, uh, all the little information. So we with that. I wish I could save her
blame you for that attitude. But recognize gratitude, all those heartbreaks and them letdowns force you into solitude. I know it's hard to drive down lovers' lane because of the avenues, and love will never ever be the same because of sex magnitude. All these Texas trust and values, so don't be rational. Calling me and names won't change a thing, so don't be practical. I know what pain is, so don't be discouraged because men get hurt too, but don't dwell about it, just pray about it, and you'll move on too. Your past is your past, that's why it's your past, can't do nothing about it. Move on and stay strong, try to hold on, forget all about it. Your heart when not me and you started a trend, what you gonna do about it? All you want is a man, you sick of these lanes, all you want is somebody. You like kissing and touching and squeezing and rubbing and love if you got it. You don't care about money, don't care about cause you're not into cool goddess. You don't care about fame, forget all these games, all you want is somebody. All you want is a rain, you sick of these games, all you need is somebody. somebody. She don't wanna love no more, she can think of broken heart no more. I'll get a flavor, I wish I could save her. She don't wanna love no more, she can think of broken heart no more. I'll get a flavor, I wish I could save her. I apologize on behalf of men, cause we're not all the same, we get blinded by our lust and greed, and we do the same thing, it's not you the reason most men cheat, but it's kind of a God thing, I'm not saying that it's okay to cheat, but it's kind of our domain, I know you insecure and got trust issues, but you're not the one to blame, I blame your ex-man cause you's an angel girl, and men play mind games, I see the pain and I see the strain in you, just let your past go, you too beautiful for them sad faces. Let them emojis go. I know you've been hurt in the past. I know you can't do nothing about it. You want to move on. You're always alone. Can't seem to get out it. Your love will not me and you want to have friends, but your heart won't allow it. You've been hurt to the core. Your body is sore. You mourning the body. You like kissing and touching and squeezing and rubbing and love if you got it. You don't care about money. Don't care about cars. You're not into Ferraris. You don't care about fame. You're sick of these games. All you want is somebody. All you want is a rain, forget all these games, all you want is somebody. She don't want to love no more, she can think of broken heart no more. I can't blame her, I wish I could save her. She don't want to love no more, she can think of broken heart no more. I can't blame her, I wish I could save her. I can't